KCSB FM 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Kalia Kwa, and this is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. Today we celebrate and discuss the Hosford Counseling and Psychological Services, the Healing Center, located here at UCSB's Gravett School. The center launched officially this past October, offering psychological services to black identifying clients of all ages. What makes this healing center unique is that all services are provided by black therapists offering an in-depth awareness and understanding of the negative effects of racial trauma. The center serves not only as a safe space for the black community, but I really see it as a model of what healing justice looks like to create a safe and stronger support system for black mental health. I know firsthand how necessary this service is, as being black in Santa Barbara has its own challenges. And as I reflect on my own personal journey coming from Oakland, California, moving to Santa Barbara to attend college, I remember feeling a clear different level of social acceptance. And unfortunately, just about every person of color and definitely black person who I've discussed this feeling with has said that they too had their own experience of feeling especially aware of their skin color in both Isla Vista and the Santa Barbara community. Luckily for me, it was through the safe spaces like having CAPS and having black psychologist representatives, uh, Biko House co-op traditionally for people of color, and what was called at the time the Woke House, which was a an all-women of color house, and inclusive spaces like the Multicultural Center, and of course the fantastic resources of the Black Studies Department, was really what stabilized me to recognize that I wasn't alone and seen within the truth of what I was going through, having to navigate Santa Barbara as a black woman. Today, I'm so privileged as we welcome three of the representing doctoral student clinicians to tell us more about the Healing Center and its very essential presence here within the Santa Barbara community. All right. Hi, everybody. This is such a monumental establishment that the center is a reality. So I feel extremely privileged to be here speaking with you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. My name is Allison Cereso. I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Counseling, Clinical, and School Psychology. I'm also a licensed psychologist. I'm Isabel Flurry. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a fourth year currently in the Department of Counseling, Clinical, and School Psych, and I'm a student clinician at the Healing Center. I'm Jason Fly. I'm a third year uh, doctoral student in the uh, program, clinical psychology emphasis. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, yeah, I'm also a student clinician at the Healing Center. So I'd like to begin by talking about how the Healing Center came to be and what prompted it to be a full-on healing space for Black people. 
over the summer, you know, as um, you know, the you know, the killing of George Floyd and other prominent um, you know murders um, against uh, Black Americans in the U.S. were happening, the Taubes Foundation approached uh, Steve Smith, who is the director of the Hosford Clinic in our department, and you know wanted to to really uh, support an initiative where uh, the Hosford Clinic and Healing Justice Santa Barbara uh, would partner and being able to provide mental health services to Black residents in Santa Barbara and the surrounding community, but also because there was an identified gap um, in the ability for Black residents to be able to, to have mental health services, but particularly from Black mental health providers. And so that's really what the, the heart of, of the Healing Center um, at Hosford was meant to do, was to, to fill that gap. I would also add, as clinicians in training, I think this is the the truth for all of us as Black clinicians now, Black student clinicians right now, is that this is kind of something that we've all wanted to do. And basically it came at this moment and we were finally had like a clear opportunity or like a clear path to actually be able to do some of this work that we really wanted to do with the Black population. And I would say that it's kind of a culmination of things over time and the opportunity is finally here and we're really running with it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, this is something that I've personally been uh, looking for, especially being a graduate student in a doctoral program. Sometimes you feel a little isolated from the community in general, but specifically, you know, not for the, re- the unfortunate events that happened over this past spring and summer, I felt a real disconnect from the Black community until these tragic events happened. And as a person who, you know, has been actively looking to provide services for, for underserved populations, and specifically uh, Black people who identify as Black Americans, this has been uh, a kind of unexpected uh, way to kind of fulfill this need I have as a person who wants to deliver these services and address these health disparities that we've had for a very long time. I just want to add something else. Um, Jason, you mentioning community, like, I think that's also a big part of this. Um, And I don't mean just the Black community. I I really mean the Santa Barbara community in that way, um, including UCSB, because, you know, since the events of the summer and the past year, there has been a lot of talk right? Um, There's been a lot of emailing, there's been a lot of, you know, shows of wanting to do something. And, you know, now we are trying to do that something instead of just talking about it. Right. This is, this is a response to all that's happening. And now I, I hope to people, it's pretty clear as, as to why this service and space is so crucial especially in the light of such an overwhelmingly clear toxicity of white supremacy being exposed in the media and the vulnerability that Black people feel that still hasn't had the appropriate acknowledgement to have true collective healing take place. Um, To me, this center represents a singular model of action towards healing the Black collective Could you discuss the intention behind this space and what healing justice looks like? 
One thing I would say, I want to speak to just like the intention of the space, because I feel like Isabel and Jason, you know, spoke to this so beautifully, but um, the idea that like, it's not just about providing mental health services in the community, but I think, you know, like for myself, at least, I really want to know that Black psychologists in training can be in community with one another and, and are not isolated, um, but can be, you know, being community in Santa Barbara, but like very specifically in community with other psychologists in training and what it means to, to learn and to grow as a psychologist or mental health provider that works, you know, on addressing racial trauma and on interrupting, you know, the negative effects of anti-Black racism and how people um, you know, sort of experience uh, their mental health in the world. And so um, I know, you know, that, that one of the key pieces with the healing center is one, yes, absolutely being able to um, provide a clinical service in the community. But I think secondly, um, an ability for, for our, our Black psychologists in training to be able to have a home base and to be in community with one another. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And as, as, a, as a student in the program who specifically works in a, in a lab that studies collective trauma, uh, you know, most of that has been for me and, and the other students that work in my lab around natural disasters or, you know, mass uh, violence, generally speaking, terrorism and that kind of thing. And, you know, having this opportunity to really address uh, racial trauma and just kind of this historic and historical uh, pattern of trauma in our community is, is a real, you know, it's a privilege for me to, to have that opportunity to, to be in community with other psychologists who are identified as being black, but also to address the healing that we're, that we're trying to, that we're talking about in our center which has to do with this, as you described, collective trauma. And for too long, we, we, we've kind of, in my opinion, not dealt with that collective trauma and kind of put it aside. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to really directly address that collective trauma. You know, it kind of leaves Black people at a place of historical significance of us having to aid each other towards healing, which guides me to my next question of how can we also support you as Black psychologists who are holding space for Black trauma? Is there also a place for people outside the Black race to show up and support this healing? Um, and I just... I guess I'm also speaking from my own understanding, being a scholar at UCSB of, you know, having my own Black experience, but then also going into class and constantly hearing about the injustices as well. It was like it rubbed alcohol on my wound at times. So I'm just wondering, you know, how can we also show up for those who are supporting us as well? Yeah, I'll speak to that a little bit. I think uh, part of what I study specifically, and I mean, it's, it's kind of central to our field, right, is empathy. And what we're, what we're offering here is an empath empathic space, which is a two-way thing, right? So we're offering our services and trying to facilitate and promote healing in our community. But this is also a healing space for us. And I really think of this as uh, 
not just something we're giving to the community, we're contributing to our community, but also experiencing and helping to facilitate healing, which is, is in essence, uh, an empathic process. Yeah, I would definitely agree, Jason. Um, we just think about like how isolating in general it is to be Black in Santa Barbara, for example, um, but then add on the COVID restrictions on top of that, obviously, and it's been extra, extra isolating. And on top of that, everybody's talking about Black pain, whether it's sympathizing or empathizing with it or really just intellectualizing it. Like sometimes that's what happen, happens in class. Um, you might be talking about it as if it's just like some other topic while there are Black students like myself who might be really struggling with what is going on, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. um, so I agree, like it is a very, very healing thing to do um, to do these services because, you know, within that isolation, it's all I can think about. I'm like, I just want to do something. I want to, you know, actually make some change happen, actually promote some of this healing that we all clearly need pre-COVID, right? And still now, of course. So really, I guess like the intention of it all to just create that space. Um, yeah, like Jason said, not only for those that would be um, participating or those that would be clients of the Healing Center, but also for us as clinicians to really help help out for change. Necessary. I'm wondering, Jason, if you could delve a little bit more into the power of empathy and healing that you were just talking about. Sure. Uh, for me, I think we're uniquely positioned as, as clinicians in the healing center to offer a perspective. And when I talk about empathy, I think anyone who will be interested in participating in the healing center and coming to see black clinicians are also doing that partially, I would, I would think, because they think we have a, a certain perspective that maybe other people wouldn't be able to connect with. And empathy between two people or groups of people engaged in psychological services is, is crucial and key to any type of healing. And without an understanding of taking the other person's perspective and as, as clinicians being able to hold that space for someone, uh, and share their perspective, right? We, we're looking for those places where we can either provide a different perspective for someone uh, or just an understanding of their own perspective and their own view of the world. And I think those things are important when it comes to any healing relationship, but definitely when, when we're talking about anything that has to do with, with psychological services. I love, and I just love this notion of looking at healing as uh, it's not something you're giving, but it's more so this symbiotic relationship um, between, you know, the person who's being so vulnerable to open up and you being able to, to connect as well and, and offer that space. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, it, I think it, a large part of our role is holding that space for someone and giving them a sense of safety uh, so that they feel like they're able to do that. 
Now, switching towards the next question, Dr. Isabel, you said something within the Healing Center release letter that really stood out to me. You commented that in a beach town like Santa Barbara, which has always had a Black community, it can be easy for folks to convince themselves that we live in a post-racial society. Over this year, the illusion has finally begun to fade and it has become painfully clear that racism is a public health issue. Could you dive into that a little bit more? I mean, when I think of Santa Barbara, it's a very beautiful town, right? And I think it's very easy to kind of forget what the world is really like. But not only in Santa Barbara, I think just in a lot of our much more liberal cities and areas, I think there is kind of this notion of patting ourselves on the back, obviously not just speaking about myself, but as a collective, like liberals, sometimes we like to kind of pat ourselves on the back and say like, oh, well, we're here, we're in a good space. Like maybe, maybe it's fine, I guess, I guess you could say, but um, regardless of whether you're in a liberal space or a conservative space, red, blue, whatever, um, there is still, atrocities that are occurring um, in our country. And it's something that has been a historical problem, obviously, for more than 400 years at this point. And I think that in a town like this, where there's such clear wealth that can really help to drive the changes that we are asking for, it can be frustrating for people to kind of fall into complacency. I guess that's the, yeah, that's the right word I was looking for. Just kind of getting very comfortable and complacent with how the world already is because it's very easy to just, you know, go to the beach and look at the beautiful mountains, but there's work to be done. And there has always been a black community here. I think that people don't really realize that, but there are black people that have been living here for generations. So it's not like, you know, this is kind of coming out of nowhere. It really is something that has been needed for a very long time. Yeah, this is this has been, for me personally, a kind of a long journey. Uh, I'm from the East Coast. I come, I, I've come from urban environments. I grew up in Baltimore and in, in New York City. Uh, and, you know, I lived and worked in those environments for a very long time. And I decided to go back to school with an interest in psychology. Um, and along that journey, I moved to the Midwest and moving from an urban environment to the Midwest was very eye-opening for me because I was prior to that used to being in a, in a very big, of course, and multicultural environment. And I moved to a, a place that was mostly white. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was acutely aware of my blackness in a way that I wasn't before, and witness to, uh, witness to, and also you know personal experience of racism and microaggressions, and you know in, in a lot of different ways in which I hadn't experienced before. Uh, I had experienced those things before, but just not in the, the same way. So on my journey to come to California to, to study and to go into this PhD program, one of the things that, you know, I, I put on myself as a, as a goal, a professional goal, was to try to address uh, what I saw by, where I lived in a mostly white community as, you know, s- systemic oppression 
racism in, in the health system and how I could address that. So my, my part of the reason why I got into a PhD program was to have some sort of stock in making a difference in that disparity that I saw and experienced firsthand when I lived in the Midwest. So now coming, coming here and having this opportunity to, to study and also now work in this environment, I see a real chance to make a difference even before where my goal was of course professionally to do this at some point <laughs> and maybe move to another urban environment where I could you know, have access to larger groups of people, especially black people. Um, but now there's an opportunity to actually do that now while I'm in my training and working with other black psychologists in the community. So I'm really grateful for that. You know, when this, this initiative, um, you know, came into to play over the summer, it also happened to overlap with uh, the students in our department really talking about the need for our department to really step up and do better uh, to support Black students uh, with recruitment and, and retention, but also supporting our students, you know, overall. Um, and so when this came, you know, to to me, um, I did want to step up and support the initiative as much as possible um, and do my best to really center students' voices and what the Healing Center could be, really the, the intent of it, the mission, everything, all of its functions too. So for myself though, you know, a lot of, I really think about of myself as like a health disparities researcher and I do a lot of research with Black and Latinx LGBT communities, um, really looking at the ways that stigma impacts mental health, substance use, and other the ways that people cope um, to deal with, uh, you know, the disparities in their lives. Um, and so, you know, that's, it seems to be like a really wonderful match with what the Healing Center is really hoping to do um, in the community. Um, and, you know, for myself, I'm also, I am Latina. Um, I'm Guatemalan and Puerto Rican. So I'm a mixed race Latina. Um, and I think growing up in Los Angeles, it's really hard sometimes for folks to sort of recognize that um, being Latinx is not, you know, in and of itself a specific kind of race, but that there's a lot of complexity, the ways that ethnicity and race overlap, but are separate as well. And so um, I'm doing my best to really to to really support everything that I can that the Healing Center is doing, and also really trying to imagine, you know, what it means to be present in the space and, and to support psychologists in training to do work that is really close to their hearts, and hopefully that they can really get the training that they need to thrive uh, to, to be able to give back to their communities in the ways that they're hoping to. Beautiful. Thank you, Allison. I guess I could say for myself personally, I grew up on Long Island, which is pretty close to New York City, but not close enough, I guess I could say. Um, so this is a very, I would say predominantly white area. So I really had to learn how to navigate white spaces very quickly from a young age and continuing to do that like throughout my entire education. Um, so I think that's kind of part of my focus when it comes to the Healing Center because you know, actually having access to mental health resources such as these um, is really important, um, particularly in the Black community. And again, I can speak to my own personal experience of what stigma does in terms of accessing it on your own or actually being able to access it in the first place. So yeah, I guess I would say once the opportunity presented itself, I really had to jump on it because, you know, accessing utilization of mental health services has always kind of been 
um, something I've been interested in. I like to come at things kind of like from a systemic perspective, just to actually, how can we actually fix these structures that we're working in and not just kind of repeating the way that mental health has already been done when it comes to Black mental health. I should have asked this in the beginning, but is there anything that you would like to add today about the available services? I would just want folks to know that the Healing Center is open. Um, And so if folks are hoping to get in contact with us to seek services or collaborate or, you know, provide financial support, um, they're more than welcome to. Um, And so, uh, you know, our email address uh, is hosford at ucsb.edu and hosford being H-O-S-F-O-R-D. I think so. Um, I guess what I would add, maybe some like specifics about services that we'll be offering. Um, We'll be offering individual uh, therapy. Right now we'll be starting on Zoom, obviously because of the circumstances that we're in. Um, But as time goes on, we might be able to uh, transition to in-person services. So just wanted to make sure that you know that. Uh, We are also thinking about doing groups. Um, So yeah, just wanted to um, give those specifics. Yeah, I don't have really much to add to that. Uh, we will, I think it's it's probably likely that uh, we'll have in-person service up and running pretty soon for those who would be interested in that. And we will continue to, to offer service, services, of course, via Zoom. Uh, so we're going to, we'll have both of those modes to deliver services available for those interested in, in using the Healing Center. Awesome. Well, thank you all for your incredible work. Um, just knowing that we're even at a place to have this essential space is huge and really gives me a lot of hope that we're in, we're going in the right direction. So thank you all for taking the time to be here today. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for for getting our message out. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Kali Aqua. You can catch a replay of this episode and other episodes on our SoundCloud page. Search KCSB FM. Our theme music today is Siesta by Jawser. This is Inside Isla Vista on 91.9 KCSB-FM. Thanks for listening.